You're welcome to head to the, here you go, to the coffee shop. And also, now would be a good time to take an offering. And the way we do that here in these days is we say so, <laughs> because you can do that online uh, so easily. And there's all that information online for those of you. And you know where the yellow boxes are. Let's point to where those are. <laughs> yeah, out there. And you can find them or find us. And truly, the only reason why we still mention it, even though it's pretty much all virtual right now, is because it's part of our continuing to worship together. It's part of what we do as his people, as his family. As we gather together and sing and focus on him and help each other and pray for each other and have coffee and stuff, we also, we give. It's part of our worship. So that's why we keep mentioning it, and we'll do so. And so, Lord, we ask you, bless it. Use it for your kingdom. Yeah, use it for your kingdom around the world. Amen. Amen. Well, it's interesting. We've been on a very in-depth month of looking at the mystery of unity. And we've been talking about the unity of all kinds of things, mainly his people and mainly the church because we're in the book of Ephesians written Not to us, but for us. Remember that? We're not Ephesians. You and I. (laughs) But, although the book is not written to us, it is written for us. And so we've been looking at it, and this whole month we've been talking about the mystery of unity and what that looks like. And it's been really interesting because not only have we had a chance to unpack that a little bit, but we've had a chance to practice that. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. We can practice that. And how do you practice unity? Well, we better know what love is. You're like, I don't know, you going to tell me? (laughs) Y'all are just looking at me funny. Maybe it's the masks. We are going to look at it again today. And we're going to talk about what love is. We celebrated communion already. Do you really want to know what love is? Ask God to help you take a good look at the cross and that love that brought Jesus there. If you want to know what love is, that's we already celebrated it to look at it together. And this morning we're going to unpack a little bit more the mystery of unity in the church and the gospel. And I'm going to just read a scripture for you out of Ephesians. We've been in Ephesians. This is Ephesians 5:32. And chapter 6, verse 19. This is a profound mystery, he says. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. And then he says, pray also for me, this is Paul, that wherever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And as those two verses don't seem to go together, they truly do. And I've been pondering this, God, why? Why? Is it mysterious that you are the head of the church? Why is it mysterious? Well, this passage that uh, he's speaking of here in Ephesians 5, it's actually mentioning marriage of a man and a woman. Rather mysterious. Yeah? Let me, let me read it to you out of the message. 
It says, message version, no one abuses his own body, does he? He feeds and pampers it, and that's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves his father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. And this is a huge mystery, he says, and I don't pretend to understand it. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church. And this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself and loving her. And how each wife is to honor her husband. And so he talks about this, this picture of marriage as oneness, as a way to think of Christ and the church as one. Which is also a very good way to think of a man and a wife becoming together as one. And how do we become one with Jesus as his church? How do we do that? You're like, well, aren't we all ready? Well, actually, there's actually some things we can do or not do, depending on how well you want this to work. <laughs> yeah? Before we go any further, though, let's pray again, because that's what we do here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Holy Spirit. You are our teacher. You are the one who reveals and shows us and helps explain to us and points to things, certainly always pointing back to Jesus. So Holy Spirit, what is it you're trying to tell us today? What is it that we're to look at today? As the world seems to be absolutely falling apart, what do you want us to know today? We need to know. We say so. We look to you. We look to you to reveal something to us. In Jesus' name. Some years ago, I was invited by a friend to sing at a wedding. She was a pianist, is a pianist, an incredible pianist, and she was playing at the mall during Christmas time, and someone came by and said, Hey, do you do weddings? <laughs> she said, Well, yes, I do. Hey, do you know someone who sings? She said, yes, I do. My friend calls me, and we end up at a wedding to sing and play for people we don't know. Okay. A gig, if you will. So we show up at the hotel, and my friend is playing, and it's beautiful. And we had practiced. We're ready to go. And I noticed it was in a hotel, smaller meeting room. That's important later. I noticed that as we came to the room, there was a canopy that they were going to be married under. And I thought, oh, maybe it's a Jewish wedding. And sure enough, here comes a rabbi. I thought, okay, normally not in a hotel meeting room, but okay, this is going to be great. And so I'm so glad I picked a song that might fit that. And so then here comes other people into the room, family members, and they are decidedly and very obviously not Jewish because they brought their priest with them. And so here we have this priest and this rabbi, and I thought, you know, that's actually really kind of beautiful. Here they are. And, and that would have been, except the rest of the room really was rather hostile to each other. And, and I don't know them. So it became like, what's happening? You know, have you ever been in a room where you're like, uh, something's wrong? <laughs> red alert, red alert. <laughs> you're like, and I, I really wanted to leave. But I have to sing the song. <laughs> so I might have rushed the tempo just a little <laughs> to get 
out of there because when tensions were rising and I mean they were like at one point before the service started they actually were yelling at each other the families were not pleased to be in that room together and they didn't want to be together they didn't agree with this union oh my word what's happening <laughs> it was really <laughs> it was really something and I remember thinking la 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 bye <laughs> oh. because you see when when you're in a room that's supposed to be about love and joining together and really what you're experiencing is hostility and anger what do you want to do get out of there you don't want to be part of that family do you so this concept of the unity of the body of Christ with Jesus and each other is vital or people will start running out of the room yeah and have yeah maybe you have maybe it took every ounce of courage you had to come here in this room or to show up somehow well done that you keep leaning in there for the sake of Jesus and that Jesus, the head of his family, the head of the body, would bring us together somehow. <laughs> it's just, that's what Paul was, it's a mystery. How does that work? Because when you think of how many different opinions there are, because I have at least a hundred or so opinions, <laughs> and maybe you do too, and you have that heads up. And I can assure you, you don't share all of mine, and I don't share all of yours. So what? What do we focus on when we're together? Well, Jesus makes that pretty clear. It's him. We focus on him. We have to. Otherwise, the mystery of the gospel, the good news, can't go out. Why? Because he's chosen us to do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, really? But he's chosen us to do it. So in order for the good news to go out to anybody, you and I have to make it good news. So people want to be in the room because this world is needing a, an example of what it is to be peaceful and loving when everything else is falling apart more and more the world will look is there anyone is there anyone who can say something about this who knows what to do is there anyone is there anyone who can tell me how to be peaceful is there anyone who can help me and this is where, my friends, you and I, the body of Christ, his family, rise. We rise to the occasion unified on and about Jesus. From him, through him, and to him. So, that sounds really good. You've heard that before. I know you have. Like last week, the week before. <laughs> You've heard this before. So I was praying about that. God, we've heard this before. We've, we've seen this. Maybe you've, you've been reading through Ephesians. Well done. Keep that up. Next week, we're going to start at the top again and head right straight through Ephesians. So excited about that. Keep that up. Keep reading Ephesians. So God, I said, what do you want to talk about on Sunday? In this, this cultural chaos we're in, I mean, a pandemic was enough to make it a little chaotic. And now the world seems to be blowing up. God, what do we do? And he led me to a particular passage. And I've, I've got to be honest. 
I really didn't want to read it today. It's intense and hard and a little confrontational, and I don't like that. You know, I'm kind of a more of a rainbows and kittens kind of. So when it's when it's not, I know it's the spirit saying, "No, no, this, this, this for you," because he always starts here, my friends. This for you. This for now. And for us, I believe, for now. For us. Now. And there's two questions to ask before I read it. So I'm going to spoil alert. I'm going to tell you the end. <laughs> this passage is going to point out that the problem is we want our own way. That This passage is very clear about it. We want our own way. It's a natural inclination of every human being. So. My question for you to consider, two of them, where am I trying to have my own way? You're like, oh, not me. I'll let you and the Holy Spirit argue about it. And will I surrender it? So where am I trying to have my own way? Will I surrender it? V for victory. (laughs) While you're considering that, I'm going to read a difficult passage out of James 4. Buckle up. This is hard. All right. James 4, verse 1. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? This caught my attention. Think again. They come about because you want your own way. Pause. This is written to Christians. Not world leaders at the moment, necessarily. So the danger here is that the minute I read this, you're going to think, yeah, they should read this. Let the Holy Spirit pause that thought and let him bring it to you. So I'll start at the top. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. Don't argue, just hold on. You want what isn't yours and you risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children. Each wanting your own way. He's not done. You're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and his way. Do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it said that he's a fiercely jealous lover. And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud and gives grace to the willing humble. But he's not done. So let God work his will in you. Say a loud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. And say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom. Cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Really serious. 
Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. But he's not done. Don't badmouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating and that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? Oh, it goes on. But maybe we'll take a breath here a minute and think. Where have I been trying to get my own way? And am I willing to surrender that? All week long as I've been studying this, I keep hearing this is serious business. We are in serious days with serious business. And my friends, it's time to get serious with God. Get serious with God. And you're like, well, I am. Thank you. I, I Thank you. Can you get more serious? I mean, is there another step for you? We believe here in this place there's always one next step with Jesus together. We believe there's always a next step with Jesus together. What's your next step? Are you cooperating? Is there any place where you're trying to get your own way? Is there any place where God is putting his finger on you, feeling it now, and maybe you're feeling a little squirmy. I have all week, all week long. As he says, look at this, look at that. Okay, that wasn't willful, but it was careless. Let him speak to you about this. This morning, I knew this wouldn't be so much teaching as just reading and letting Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. So worship team, if you'd come right back up. We're just going to take a minute, and here in this place, I, I just kept seeing this offer to you, an offer. It says, it's time to get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. And some of you are wondering, how do I get on my feet? Well, we go low. We get on our knees, humbly, before God, and that's how we get on our feet. In him. So the offer for you as we go into a song is to perhaps move your feet up here. And this is going to be a safe zone for you and the Holy Spirit to just deal. And it might be that as you're here or home, my friends at home, wherever you have room, wherever that may be, as you kneel, as you're before God, you can say anything on your heart to him. And he will say, I'm here. Here's your next step. Or if you don't know what it is, wait for it. Wait for it. And it might be that someone will come next to you and say, would you like me to pray with you? You can say yes or no. You might say, yes, please. I don't know what to do. And they'll just pray for you. It might be that you just want to be by yourself with you and Jesus over here or over there. That's fine. But friends, here is an opportunity to get serious with God. Yes, you can do that right where you are. And please feel free to do that too. Well, I will say this. There is something about moving your body when God is moving you. 
that brings something deeper into the soul. I don't know why. It's how we're made. So will you stand with me, please? We've sung songs, Lord Jesus, saying, well, what is it that you would want? We'll give it to you. Is it an offering? Is it some oil? Is it a song? Well, here we are. Here we are, Lord Jesus.